The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back to another episode of Crafting and Drafting. I am Brian Finch. Along with me, as always, Ryan Holt Bailey. Ryan, how you doing? Great. Thirsty. Thirsty. Good Good thing to have uh, us quench for. So, uh, Matt Fixon is here. Totally distracting me. Holy crap. You got, like, Bozo the Clown going on right now. I love it. Are you serious, man? Like, Let's Bozo the Clown. That's the first thing you go for? Is that what you see me? I know your kids see me as a clown, but you personally see me as a clown? No, you were purposely puffing it out. Like, that's... No. He's in his own home, Brian. I'm not a clown. Here, all right, I'll... There. You want to see my professional haircut that cost me 45 bucks? Oh, dear God. There you go. I don't even pay that much for a haircut. Are you serious? That's how much I paid this time. What's your gross income per year, Brian? Forty dollars <laughs> and forty-five dollars. I, I, I'm probably never going back. Uh, is that one of those sport ones where they like have their boobs in your face the whole time while they cut your hair? Sport no, clips? this is actually this, like a this is a this is a legit barber shop. Oh, look at like you, they, fancy man! They'll, they'll do like the straight razor and stuff. Oh, your beard does look nice, he actually. Spent, for once, he spent literally twenty minutes just just on the fade. Not not above the fade. Oh, you faded up? Fade. Are you yeah. squared up in the back? Yeah. It's honestly that, that does look great good. radio, by the way. It's good because talk is great. That's radio. worth forty five bucks. I mean, you look ten years younger. I know, right? I can shop it up with anybody about a good haircut. I that was the best thing about being on trivia uh, last night was being told that I'm young. Yeah. Oh wow. You want to know what I got told? What? <laughs> you suck. Like I, I can't. I, I, I can't repeat it on air. No, <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the kid's vicious. <laughs> here comes the cat now to right on time. Uh, but let's introduce the man of the hour, a returning guest long overdue. The man, the myth, the legend, Chris Chavez, Chris. What up? Hey, what's up, guys? I was going to say when you said that about Matt, I wouldn't say Bozo. You know what it reminded me of when you were doing that, Matt? And I know you'll remember this because you just watched the movie. Tommy Boy, when he's going crazy and he's just like oh. pushing his hair up, going nuts. You know what I mean? That's what, yes, that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> it was awesome. Thank you. That, thanks for thanks for giving me a respectable, uh, you know. <laughs> Tommy Character. boy, better than Bozo. I'm, I'm you look like you just got electrocuted. That's all. I'm rocking the Sheriff Woody. I don't, if it makes you feel any better. Right now. <laughs> Brian Finch over here looking like he's a part of Backstreet Boys right now with that clean. <laughs> I fade. know. I know. Perfect lining. Look at that. Well, Tell me why. No. <laughs> nothing nothing oh, so Did proud of each and every one of you. That was excellent. <laughs> I think we're doing what, uh, what do they call them? 
Not alpacas. Um, Those are llamas, Matt. <laughs> Where's your head? What? I don't know. I don't know. I'm drinking. I'm drinking. We're what drinking. What are they called? Not, 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 not the ones that's not the llamas. That's Aca- Acapulco group. Acapulco Acapella. group. Acapella. The Acapulco group. That's what you call us. <laughs> good lord uh, off to a good start is everyone is everyone polish in the, in this podcast uh <laughs> i just did an ancestry kit thing i got it for christmas I'm oh. sweet. you are oh. i am and your grandfather is french canadian right he must have lied to me because not a lick oh. of on that thing not oh a, not a lick of canadian nothing well that's because that even canadians aren't canadians hey they all came from somewhere Anyways, uh, speaking of going anywhere, we are drafting. Matt, what are we drafting? I don't know. You tell me. No. Um, so I had a choice this week, everybody. I was very happy about that. It's been like like a month since I had a choice. Literally and, three um, episodes ago. There's three I, of us. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so I decided, I was like, let's do a, ra- a very different one. I threw out a couple options and, and both Brian and Ryan agreed on, on this specific one. Um, so it's like a time travel draft. Mm-hmm. So basically we each get, you know, our, all of our draft picks will equal us going back in time to a certain point, you know, and it could be, it can legitimately be anything. There's no, like there's, this is probably one of the most open drafts that we've ever done. Maybe next to the pop culture um, fads and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, so we legit get a time machine and we're each going to draft five picks each and we get to go back in time to whenever we want. And that's our time period. And we get, you know, obviously we're going to talk about why we want to go back there. So, um, so yeah, the time period draft. I like that. That's what we call it. Yeah. So it was, are we establishing a little bit of rules? Um, so, because I don't want it to be too vague. Oh, now there's rules. I have a whole list, and now there's rules. <laughs> We're not saying that it has to be a specific event. Like you can generalize, right? Yeah. Oh, like, okay. Oh, I want to go back to, I don't know, samurai times of you know, whatever. And that's not a specific year and event. Gotcha. That's cool, right? We're all saying that's what. We're oh yeah, it's it, it's it's very open. It's 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 what about as open what as about mind. like going to November twelfth, nineteen fifty five, Hill Valley Enchantment Under the Sea dance? Is that <laughs> yeah. is that a thing we could do? You yeah, could I've do. Be, you could. <laughs> you could be as, as specific <laughs> or, or 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 vague as you want to be. So, yeah. Andrew if you go back epic. in time, then yeah. While another time traveling event is happening, do you what would happen? That movie has to be made. There you go. We're a separate set of duo, whatever is going back in time to wait. Isn't that just Bill and Ted, dude? Yeah, but when they Bill also and Ted come across Bill and Ted. Yes, that's true. What number are we thinking of? 69. <laughs> 69, dude. <laughs> so let's go over the draft order and then we will go over what we're drinking. Uh, our guest, Chris, has the first pick. And oh, it's be Ryan. Then it's going to be Matt. And then I will clean up and then start round two. Sweet. So let's go around the room drinking. I'll get mine out of the way. Uh, I'm back with celebrations. There it is. Oh, that was sick, Brian. <laughs> you got a nice, nice blue light. 
And they ju- ju- just kidding. We got old English 800, baby, 42 ounces. And the bottle, the, the little thing is blue. So, you know, it's cold. <laughs> Matt, do you need to, do you need someone to talk to? Like once we log off here, give me a call and we can just talk. <laughs> I mean, that's an upgrade from the snow reserve. I'll give you that. I have two of those in my fridge. There are plans for those. But I went to, I just went to 7-Eleven half an hour ago, an hour ago, and I bought the worst fucking beer you can find (laughs) on the planet for $2 a bottle. You got to see the Are you going to tape it to your hands? Edward Forty hands? I might. (laughs) I I plan on recreating a series of videos that we tried to do with Truly once. So, yeah. Anyways. um, Yeah, so Old English 800, baby. Malt liquor, 42 ounces. Proud of you. Get it done. Thanks, man. Sorry to steal your thunder, everybody. Ryan? Um, it is a balmy 24 degrees in Texas right now. Um, so I didn't really want a beer. And I just happened to have a little bottle of wild turkey. Nice. Hey. Uh, I'm not a whiskey guy. I don't know if that's like good or not. Um, and I had some some sweet and sour mix. So I'm drinking a whiskey sour. Kind of booty. I think that the sweet and sour mix kind of What's the word? It doesn't fit with being cold. I feel like a whiskey sour is a summer drink, but I'm drinking it when it's cold out. But whiskey is to be drank when it's cold out for the most part. So I'm kind of contradicting myself here, but it's whatever. Well, uh, Chris, you're you're normally not particularly partaking in beer, but you are joining Ryan. I'm not a beer guy, dude. I'm just not a beer guy. I've never been a beer guy. Wine, I can do some wines. Champagne, I'm good with champagne, but whiskey's my shit, dude. So I got some Jameson here on the rocks. Okay. Nice. Well, then, without further ado, Mr. Chavez, why don't you kick it off? All right. So this is my number five only because I felt like... When I say this, I don't think anybody here is really going to care, <laughs> to be honest. But for me, it's it's kind of a big deal. Um, a little back, a backstory to this. My dad is from Peru in South America. So I grew up watching soccer. Soccer is one of my favorite sports. I absolutely love it. And so for me to go back to London, October 26th, 1863, the Freemasons Tavern, this is where people like a lot of the main uh, heads of the sporting uh, world at the time sat down to come up with the rules just for soccer, because before then what would happen is you'd have these, these clubs, right. And they'd always get together and play these competitions, these games, but it would always be right before the game. They would decide, are they going to use hands or not? So if they use their hands with the balls, it would be rugby. But if it wasn't, it would be what we know as soccer. And so at, at some point, they were just like, we just need to sit down and be like, this is what we're going to play moving forward. Stop trying to do this at this time. And so they sat down in this tavern, drinking pint after pint, sitting down, coming up with what the rules would be. And that what we know as soccer today was developed back then by the FA. So for me, the creation of the FA, uh, London, October 26th, 1863, I would love, love to sit there have some drinks and just watch these guys talk out what they thought would, would work in this sport that I love. I like that. Or they used human heads for soccer. Dude. Yeah. Way back (laughs) in the day. So the, like, if you go back in terms of like the history of soccer and kicking balls, you're talking about going back to like 
Asia, right? Like China, I believe it was. And that's what they would do. Like some of the, some of the, like the, the criminals, people who would be put to death, they'd literally cut their heads off and then play a sport where they would kick it around this like squared arena, this, this like dirt patch and try to kick it into each other's goals and, and these different areas. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. Um, it evolved, obviously, you know, then balls came into play. People yeah. started using their hands. Now we had rugby foot and soccer. It was like, what are we going to call this? Right. So yeah, dude, that's, that's for me. I mean, I love it. I've always thought to myself, when I go to London, I want to go to this pub. I want to go to this place just so I can go here and just be like, this is where these guys sat and came up with, you know, one of the sports. I, I mean, think about your sports, right? The sports you guys love. Imagine being there when they sat down to come up with the rules for that. Absolutely. You know I mean? Absolutely. So that's my, oh, that's, that's my number five. That's a great, that's a, that's a great first rounder. I like I can't Ryan's that up. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you're you're overthinking, buddy. Just- I'm overthinking. Okay, so so so, um, I want to go back. <laughs> Early March, 2020, right before COVID hit. Yes, go, go back. back to when it was normal. I want to go back. I was in a bar in downtown Buffalo called Forty Thieves on Elmwood. I want to go back to when I was at that bar. And I had no idea what was going to happen like two weeks before I was making masks out of old t-shirt sleeves. <laughs> I want to go before I started making hundreds and hundreds of dollars doing Uber Eats deliveries. Okay. That's what I want to go back to. Just, just once. Only one night. That's all I want to do. I want to go back there when it was carefree. You didn't know what was going on. And you just you just let it all play out. You didn't you weren't worried about, you know, um, other people's vaccine status, all this other stupid, stupid stuff that gets brought up now. I just want to go back to that. Early so that's the end of the show, right? Like, that's the best one. Honestly, I mean, see, you pull that one out of your ass and it's it probably one of the most. That's it. The, the best picks. <laughs> I didn't technically pull that out of my ass. I've been thinking about that one for about four and a half hours or so. <laughs> okay. Is that the one? Is it, this is only one, too, I'm sure. I've I've thought of a couple more. I mean, he he may have put better use of time for four hours than I could ever do. I said 2020, and Matt immediately goes, why? Oh. <laughs> why that year? I knew you were, what you are going for. I knew what you are going for. Right idea, Ben. Man, right after that and all the, those unemployment benefits, getting $900 a week to sit on my ass. Oh, that was tight. Man. That was tight. I was getting pizza every single night. <laughs> you know, like 10 years from now, you look back and be like, those were the days. You know I, mean? I right. I don't have, I don't have to wait. I don't have to wake. I don't have to wake up for work. I could do my podcast stuff all the time. Life was perfect. <laughs> aside from I everything mean, else. <laughs> think about that though. At that time, it was just in time to do that. Right. Put that kind of energy into what you wanted to start creating and look at where we are now. Right. All of us, yeah. Thankfully, or not thankfully, but it sucks to say thankfully that it gave us that kind of time. It gave us an opportunity to really put in this kind of work. So that's kind of a, a bright spot in a dark time. Yeah. Yes. But dude, to go back, to go back before, right? Before it all changed. Oh, God. Kids, we're going to be those old people that are like, oh, yeah, you don't know what it was like way before, you know, the before times. Yeah. Right. Right. Man. It was around like St. Patrick's Day, like right, like yeah. 
that time is when it started to really go crazy. It yeah. exploded, dude. I remember that. Good times. Good job, Ryan. That was good. Thanks, I'm proud Ryan. of you. Yeah. I'm proud of you, Ryan. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I we're done for. <laughs> can we take um can we go back in time with props? Yes. Oh sure. Okay, cool. Dude, this is whatever you want it to be. Oh, okay. Well I'm I got a great one. I'm gonna save it. All right, cool. Um, all right, so I guess I'm up, and I should know that this old English uh, is burning my mouth a little bit, like mouthwash, but um, <laughs> it's a little foamy, but it's <laughs> it's it's not it's not horrible. It's not horrible. So where I want to go back in time to. All right, I'm a '90s kid. However, I feel like my heart and soul belongs in a previous decade. So I want to be dropped off. Let's call it holiday season 1979. All right. Peak Star Wars toys. Sorry, Star Wars stuff. We're getting ready for Empire Strikes Back. The Atari 2600s on top of the world. Leave me during the holiday season of 1979 to live out the 1980s, the entire 1980s as a grown adult. Enjoy all all the great movies that came with it. All the great music, Nintendo, Nintendo. and and so much more arcades at like their height of popularity. I want to live that so bad. That would be the first thing. If I, everyone's like, you have access to a time machine. All right. Or you can do like some Marvel stuff. Like you can go back and quantum physics stuff. I would, that's what I would do. Drop me off at the end of 1979. So I can enjoy Christmas that year and then enjoy the entire eighties as a grown adult Dude, new year's eve just going into a new decade can you imagine that like go the 70s into the 80s right and the 70s were a very turbulent decade but man just just to be there at, a, at, the, at that switch when just everybody's excited for new things and you know cocaine's in its purest form life was good <laughs> back in the 80s right on <laughs> hell yeah dude i'm down i like that a lot one of my honorable mentions is 1980. Okay. Not bad, not bad. So you, you want to be Tom Hanks and big. <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. A, a, yeah. A, is there a specific city you want to be in? Anywhere in the world you want to be in specifically? Or here in Buffalo, 1980? Uh, that's a good question. I probably would be okay with LA? Niagara Falls in 1980. Because City? Niagara Falls was nice in 1980. Miami? Miami, yeah. definitely Miami. Hey. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> definitely Miami. Miami Vice. It's Vice City. I'd be living the Vice City game that I played twenty ago, something years later. There you right? go. I'd be living it. Nothing but pinks and blues everywhere. Oh, I love the color. I love the color scheme. Yeah, drop me off in uh, holiday season 1979. Let me live the 80s. I'll be one happy human being. Love it. We're going to write that movie, dude. Uh, I didn't think that mine would be the only one like you. Well, yours is an event, Chris, so I don't feel too out. Uh, Yeah. Woodstock. It's, Mm. it's, It's the event of the 20th century that I always felt pulled towards because of the music my parents listened to and just the the culture shock it created and just the fact that you had an entire throughway system shut down all the way back to Buffalo 
my parents had trouble getting around because it was backed up to Buffalo. Like that's crazy. So yeah, I would go there and just do everything they did. I would, I would immerse myself 100% in the culture. You'll take the brown acid. Well, if someone's yelling over the speaker that I should not be trying something, (laughs) it'll be too late. You'll be like, Oh shit. I just (laughs) literally took that shit. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's the event that I'm like, man, there's nothing else like that. Like they've tried to duplicate it before and horrible things happened. Like that didn't happen at Woodstock. Woodstock was pure. Woodstock was well, okay. Well, okay. It, it may be but, on our standards now. Yeah. yeah. Our standards now, there's definitely probably some shady shit going on. I gotta say though, when you look back at like Woodstock 99, there is still this kind of at least nowadays, there's this kind of you look back on it with almost rose-colored glasses. I mean, I know there was a lot of stuff that went down, yeah. right? But overall, there was a lot of stuff that was like iconic and culture shifting at the time, too. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. My my brother was set to go. And right before they were going to get their tickets and head out, uh, his friend bailed on him. So lucky Oof. for him, he didn't get stuck with the ticket. And then what he did instead was he paid for the pay-per-view because you could. Yeah, you could pay for the pay-per-view and he recorded all of it. So, oh, my buddy did, too. He yeah. has like a whole library of VHS tapes, dude. Of the entire pay-per-view. So Metallica's coming up. And my dad was a Metallica fan because my, my dad was in the classic rock and a little <laughs> of the heavier stuff. So he tuned in. My brother keeps going, you know, don't don't sing this. Don't sing this. And it's like, <laughs> who gives a fuck? Remember that song or whatever it was? It was a cover from the Garage Days Inc. He literally uh-huh. starts off dropping a huge F-bomb. But my dad let it roll. It was cool. Nice. We, nice. The three of us sat around and watched this. So not Woodstock nice. 99, though. I would go back to the OG. Yeah. And you know what? It, it, Matt's got a good idea. Just leave me to live in the 70s. Let me experience all that. Let me let me watch all those great artists come out of the 70s. Interesting. Great decade for music. Yeah. All right. So you get the swing back, though. You get the snake. You get the snake. Yeah. Right? Let's... Two point, 2.1. Yeah, let's let's go and grab what I would think a lot of historians would say is one of those moments that you're supposed to say. Um, I feel okay saying it because it's one of my favorite things to study history-wise. Uh, go back to the Gettysburg Address and watch that. Watch watch Ooh. Abraham Lincoln deliver one of the most iconic speeches um, at a time where the country really needed. They needed to hear something impactful. They needed to hear that it's going to be okay. Not all this was not all for not. Like it's something better is going to come out of this. And yeah, interesting. I gotta say, I like that. Uh, that was going to be on my list. But then, as I was making my list, I was like, I don't know. I don't want anything too down. Like, I mean, obviously, you want you you think, oh, I want to be there when this happens or that happens. But like, I don't want to see war. I don't want to see death. And even with Gettysburg Address, there was this air of like death. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it was after everything had happened. So it, it to be there might have been kind of somber. And so when I was making my list, I was like, though that's super impactful. I don't know that I could do that, dude. I don't know that I like I'm I'm using my time to go see moments in history. Do I really want to see something that's kind of attached to 
a somber thing. But oh, I get I, where it is because it's it's such a historical moment, right? Like literally hearing him read this thing. Yeah. And you guys know the story behind the Gettysburg Address? He literally wrote it like on a scrap piece of paper on the train there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys ever go see Gettysburg? Iconic. Have you guys ever yeah. been there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did the Three ghost times. tours and everything, dude. Like that. It's power. Yeah, it's a cool. It's a. It's an oh. amazing, amazing place. The ghost tour was probably unreal. Oh, oh dude, insane. I want to be there. It's also. Yeah, it's, it's also insane to just kind of stand there and look at the size of these battlefields and really just yeah. think to yourselves how many men were just fighting each other on there. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. Cr- yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I took a Civil War class in high school and we went to Gettysburg for a trip and it was like over a weekend, like a long weekend. And we did the pickets charge and that doing that across that open field with cannon fire at elevated ground just raining down on you. Wow. And, and so you're getting up to the road and there's a, a, like a picket fence, not a picket fence, but like one of those like cross two by four, like fences that's, they say that was there, that that's yeah. not the same one. They've replaced them over time, but they, there was a fence there. Dude, that means you had to cross a fence with people like above you, just picking you off one by one nuts part of our tour was telling us that some of those saw sawhorse fences are still the originals there's a lot that have been replaced because of wear and tear yeah. but there are some that you come across that that's still sitting there from that time yeah Isn't that crazy yeah. and some of like it's crazy too. like all the bullet holes like cannonball like marks even there's cannonballs in the in the walls of some of the buildings that are still there like it's surreal they really left it untouched as, as, as much as they possibly could yeah it's 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 something it really is no, I feel that. That's good. That's a cool pick. Top that, Matt. Top that. I'm about <laughs> to. I'm about to make Ryan super jelly, too. You're going to take it. You're going to do it. Do it, then. All right, I will. I want to go back to 1996. Oh. The beginning of the Pokemon craze. I want to be there as an adult. False. 1998, <laughs> good sir. Uh, didn't the game come out in 96? Didn't the game come out in 96? Pokemon Yellow, 1998. Wrong. Yellow wasn't the first one, you scrub. Yellow should have been the first one. (laughs) Shit, it was 96. God damn it. That's awesome. So what I would do, being the giant pile of shit that I am, I would take a lot of money with me, go buy all the Pokemon cards, travel to the future, back to 2022, and sell them motherfuckers for a million dollars apiece. To Jake Paul. <laughs> well, now I don't have anything left trapped. Uh, Matt, I have a question. I'm confused by your, your thought here. What? So you would travel back in time and, and buy bring a bunch of money and buy all the Pokemon, did you say? I mean, a lot of Pokemon cards. Because enough you can't to buy big ones. The big bought, ones. If you bought all of them, there would never be a craze. You, no, you there's supply and demand. And yeah. <laughs> so I buy a, pl- a plethora of them. A lot of box sets. A lot of them. Okay. A lot. Just enough to buy me a mansion and just have me set for life. Sure. And I would sell them all and I'd be good to go. 96, good times. It was. It's still one of the craziest fads that i've ever lived through and i wish i was an adult to really appreciate what i was getting what i was getting into at that time ryan's so mad there's like no way that we could overlap here and i just screwed ryan's raft up (laughs) um 
<laughs> well, I mean, I can stick with the video games here. Um, you could. You totally could. I'm going to do it. My uh, second favorite video game of all time. We'll say this. How about this? I want to go back. Christmas break of 2009 from from like high school. High school Christmas break 2009. You get home from school and it's the start of break. You pop a squat in your little, um, those little gaming chairs. Matt, you might have, you may have had one. They were like, they, they were called like like Z rockers or something like that. They just literally sat on the floor. Yeah, like, like the floor. no legs. Like, like a curved L shape. Oh, yeah. 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 And you sit in that thing. I had one that had surround sound on it, not to brag. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Never hooked it up, though. Never hooked it up. Didn't know how. Wasn't smart. Oh. Um, <laughs> and there's a disc I want to insert into my Xbox 360. And that's Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> okay. This game changed me, guys. This game changed me. Was I old enough to play it? No. Did I play it anyways? Yeah. Did I demolish kids that were half my age? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For those of you that have played, haven't you guys played Modern Warfare 2? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've played it before. I'm not super into it, but I, I get the hype. I get the hype. Yeah, I'd own you. Um, <laughs> like, when, like, back, like, for all the people listening that know, quick scoping was fun. I want to go back to then. I don't know. I, I feel like that that was like peak Call of Duty, and Call of Duty has really just gone downhill like very very rapidly after that. So I'm gonna go with that. I want to go back to Christmas Break 2009. I probably like my I think it was a sophomore. 2000. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that was my first year of college. I was miserable. You should have played Call of Duty. <laughs> I couldn't afford it. I was a college kid who worked at Target and had like perfect. You steal it. <laughs> you worked you worked at Target. You steal it. No, they paid me a, a, a hearty $7 an hour back so now, then, okay? Your next pick, I want to go back in time when I worked at Target, and I want to theft Modern Warfare 2 from Target. <laughs> and you wouldn't be as miserable in college, promise. No, I, I would. I I played sports in college. It was horrible. <laughs> <sighs> Modern Warfare 2 does a lot of good. Okay, go ahead, bro. <laughs> oh. Chris's pick, right? My, I'm up. Yep. Um, yeah, mine again is another historical moment. I'm a huge, Matt knows this for sure. I'm a huge, huge, like, lover, student, historian of the mafia. I love, I love the American mafia. I love the history of the American mafia. And when the mafia, like, infiltrated this country in the early 18 or late 1800s early 1900s um it was it was it was just a bunch of different gangs you know all over new york city and different cities just doing their own thing and it took one one guy one guy that said we got to stop doing this we got to stop fighting each other we got to stop spilling blood in the streets it's not good for business um he masterminded the assassination of the two top guys in New York city at the time, the two top heads of the crime families that were happening at the time, he made sure they got taken out. And then he gathered all the other kind of top level criminals at the time together and said, look, we need to create a commission. So I would love to go back to Chicago, 1931 when lucky Luciano decided to pull everybody together, Al Capone, 
uh, all these other big names from Chicago, you know, Louisiana, New York, and said, we're creating crime families. New York's going to have five. They're going to have most of the say. And everybody else is, you know, we're all going to have a commission. If anybody has problems, we bring it to the commission. There's no more fighting in the streets. Obviously, it still went that way. But I mean, before that, there was no such thing as the organization of crime. This guy, this one guy thought to himself, if we could make this like a business, put it like the business model, we could make money. And I love it, dude. I love it. So to be there when that happened. That'd be insane. I'd love to witness that. So many big names in the criminal underworld there at the time. It would have been insane to see. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That's, I mean, that's right at the beginning of the Depression, too. So yeah. getting organized was probably, I mean, obviously very smart for him. And they had to be there. I know, I know how much you love mafia stuff. Godfather, yeah. you you preach about religiously and so many other mafia-style films. So to actually be around real ones, that'd be pretty sweet. And back during that time, dude, you know, it was funny because the government was instrumental in really uh, kind of building the strength of what the mafia would be because they prohibited alcohol. As soon as they did prohibition, these gangsters said, we'll make money on this. And they did. And they just got explosively powerful. You know what I mean? So by the time prohibition went away and alcohol became uh, legal again, they already had their hands in everything. Prostitution, gambling, extortion, all these different things they had going. And sure, I mean, you step back and you're like, that's not good. It's not cool. Like, that's still not a good thing. But like, for me, it just, it's, it's kind of like inspirational. Like these guys came from nothing and said, you know what, we're going to make something and we're, we're going to make the world uh, pay attention to us. You know what I mean? For sure. That's your names in history too. Never forgotten. Yeah. yeah. So seriously. yeah, definitely be there. That'd be awesome. The that's AMC, a great one. The AMC show making the mob. Oh, it's so good. Phenomenal. Dude, that first season, it shows the whole thing, how yep. these guys all came up. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so good. Do you know that Myron Lansky was literally only like five foot one? Yeah. <laughs> I was I like, did, yeah. I was like, wow, he really was short in a time when it was normal to be like kind of short. <laughs> yeah. Lucky Luciano was actually the Italian oh. guy, right? Like he's the guy that did this, but he was fr- he in his mind, it wasn't about being just strictly Italian. He worked with all different kinds of people. And so his one of his best friends was Meyer Lansky, who was Jewish and Bugsy Siegel also yep. who was Jewish. Bugsy Siegel would go on to found Las Vegas. Yep. Like the yep. only reason Las Vegas is this is because of that guy. Yep. The, um, the pink it's insane, dude. That whole and that I'm telling you, man, that whole era, that whole time is just it blows my mind how these guys came from the streets, right? They weren't big businessmen. They weren't titans of industry. These were street guys that said, we can make something, we can do something. And if you really look at American history and that early time, so much of what we see that is formed comes from these guys, right? It's insane. It really is. Yeah. I, I love that one. I don't know. You got a couple, you got a couple history ones. What's that? I don't know if I have the balls to be there. <laughs> oh, God, I'd love it, dude. Hey, you don't belong. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true, dude. It was it was so wild bang. west. <laughs> it was so wild west, you? dude. They would take <sighs> you out like no question. Yes, Al Capone shot me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> this is sick. <laughs> so there you go. 
totally worth uh, it. Totally worth it, dude. <laughs> Just a flesh wound. Um, nice, sweet. So, Chris, you are uh, you're snaking back for right. three point one. Here we go. Oh man, Woodstock was on my list, and that was already taken. So I'm going to take something off of my honorable mentions. Uh, honestly, guys, I know all of you can appreciate this. How awesome would it have been there? Opening night, May 25th, 1977, to sit in a theater Son of a and watch Star Wars unfold before your eyes. And now imagine being there, knowing what you know now and getting to watch everybody react brand new to what was happening on the screen. Yeah. Should I tell them? Because so many people who saw that, so many people who saw that, like, were blown away, like, literally blown away. And it was life changing for them. Yeah. Yeah. And they had no idea what it would become. Exactly. Ryan. Like Ryan, who still doesn't know what they would become. Oh, he's never seen them? No, I haven't. Oh. (laughs) I'm sure it was tight, though. Well, Matt, (laughs) Matt and Brian, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) <laughs> he said i'm sure it was tight though yeah oh my Could dad imagine, imagine though it. i can respect it though my dad's seen it at that 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 the the, the, the chinese theater in california that's great oh, wow. to see it there. you told me that that's crazy yeah, yeah super jealous of that yeah right? they used to road trip there all the time he was eight because after the fact we can appreciate that but like your dad in that time is just like i'm just going to a theater in LA, who gives a shit? It's just this, it's this theater. Who cares? Right. Like, right. damn, dude. Can you imagine? Can you imagine <sighs> seeing what we know and appreciate for what it is now in the history and everything it has, but be there knowing it and then looking around and seeing everybody kind of react to it? Oh, man. I would be that guy who be like, I look at Darth Vader and then I look at Luke Skywalker. Would you spoil it? Oh, 100%. <laughs> I'm like, like when, when, when they're. <laughs> like we're on the when they're on the Death Star trench, right? And they're flying. I'd be like, "Oh man, that's his dad." <laughs> Y'all don't know it yet, but that's his dad. And nobody would be like, "What are you talking about? How do you know that?" Be <laughs> in three years. I would go to this guy. <laughs> I wouldn't be. That's I wouldn't awesome. be able to spoil it for people, but I I would want to drop like certain like one liners. You know, okay, as it, as I take it back. Along. I would go and experience it. And not spoil it the first time. The second time, go back I would spo- I would go back and spoil the fuck out of it. <laughs> so here's what I want to ask Matt and Brian real quick. So would you want to experience it? Because have you guys seen the original cut, or is your only experience of it when Luke George Lucas got a hold of it again and started adding things to it? And he started no. early. He yeah. started doing that way early in the '90s, like when you guys would have started watching that. As I don't know as if I I've know, actually seen the original. As far as I know, I've only uh, the first one I saw was recorded off of TV, and I think that's the legit one. Because yeah. I have uh, I have original cuts for all three of his movies without anything added. Hmm. I have Han shooting first. Yeah. Uh, and no McClunky stuff. Or was exactly. it? What's is that the word, man? What does Wait, it what? say now? They made Greedo say a word now that's like made up clunky. Oh, it's it's well, nonsense. That, but yeah, not, dude, not having Hayden Christensen in the final the, the ghost scene and <laughs> in, in, in Return of the Jedi. I just heard no Hayden Christensen. I, I got excited. It pained me to say that. There you go. He's so there actor. you go. For me, May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy seven, okay. premiere of Star Wars. 
I love it. That's a great one. That's a great one. Dude, that pick reminded me. This is kind of like a little side note here. I recently watched a video of it was like an old news report from the 70s and they were reporting outside of a movie theater and people were coming out after seeing the exorcist exorcist yeah and people were going crazy there was like there's like someone throwing up this woman's crying this person's like oh it wasn't that bad this person's like it was the scariest thing i've ever seen i'm never going to recover and it's yeah. just and to think about like imagine those people coming coming for, jumping up in time and watching like insidious or something like that they wouldn't be like, <laughs> right dude seriously paranormal activity you know, or something they, they, you know what's, they die. You know, what's crazy is my dad always tells a story when him and his brothers went to see the exorcist and they were in their 20s right they went to see it and that night they came back home they live in an apartment in new york city and they all slept in the same bed together <laughs> 20 three 20 something year olds with the lights on because that's how much it terrified them because before that like this was such a shocking movie nobody saw stuff like that before on screen you know what i mean now we look at it and we're like this is tame but back then like they to them it was like the most shocking thing ever dude i i love that stuff i just thought of my next pick oh my god oh yes i think it's you now isn't it it is I want to go back in time and stop my dad from showing me it when I was seven years old. <laughs> oh, no. It ruined clowns for me. <laughs> that shout, the, the scene where it comes out of the shower, I I swear to you now, I swear, I was around, I had to have like seven, maybe. I had, to ha- I had to go, I would get in the shower and I'd be like, okay, mom, I'm ready. And she'd come and sit on the toilet while I showered because I was terrified. Terrified. Well, yeah, there's curtains, Matt. There were curtains. There were curtains. I know, but still. <laughs> I was scared, dude. I was like seven years old. What did you want? Like, he showed me it. That's awesome. I learned so much. Every time we do a crappy and drafting episode, I learned so much about Ryan and how he was shaped to be the very man that he is to this 100%, day. 100% <laughs> true story. Not one lie told in there. And not- here's the best part. I've, I've never personally met Todd, but through Todd's stories, I, I have a good feel on him, and this oh, feels he's probably very, high as hell. Well, this feels very much like a Todd <laughs> thing to do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's amazing. Oh, it ruined me. It ruined me. Fantastic. True story. Smart. I like how you're uh, re-experiencing some of your favorite things, and also like fixing yourself, like <laughs> going back in time. You know, like I don't it's want this to happen. To me. I like that. It's did you smart. guys also experience it the same way as me? Did you? Uh, oh, no. I, I, I think it, I watched it willingly, shower. and I it's always been one of my favorites. No, my parents are good about sheltering me from that stuff. But my cousin, when he was a year too old, uh, my aunt and uncle took him to see Jurassic Park and fucked his life up. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Jurassic Park? I loved Jurassic Park as a kid. Great movies. But the first one, when you're two. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, it's probably tough. <laughs> it's a very dark movie as far as like lighting goes. So yeah, as a two-year-old, that's not enjoyable. I um I do you know those little jump scare computer YouTube videos back in the day? Oh god, god yeah. I, I did I did that to one of my little cousins when he was like four. I we got in so much trouble for it. Like follow the little car yeah, going like, down the, yeah, the like, whatever I, he thing. Got, like right up on the TV too. <laughs> He got sent backwards. Yeah, I got my ass. <laughs> it was so bad. So, so bad. Loved it, though. I, I want to go back in time and do it again. Uh, yeah. 
Matt. All right. I have this one. Oh, man. Everything I do is it like a lot of it has to do with me getting like making money, I guess. <laughs> so I'm going to go back in time and steal the uh, sports almanac. Oh, yeah. Right. Back to the future. That is not a bad idea. Hey, um, I'm actually going to go a little different route, though. January 3rd, 2009. I was a senior in high school. Uh, but this day was the day that a little cryptocurrency called Bitcoin was released to the world. Yep. Oh, man. I was going right. to kind of go in this direction. I was going to. but you, you reminded me uh, a couple. Something you said triggered this. I was like, this is a good one. So I don't. I, I mean, I understand cryptocurrency a little bit. I think it's, you know, I, when I invest in it right now, not so much. But I know people who invested in it when it first came out and don't know how to access it. And they have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars mm. sitting there on the internet. Could you painful. imagine buying Bitcoin in those early 2010s and just letting it sit there and just pile up, pile up, pile up? You pull out. Forgetting, forgetting you even got it. I know that's sad too. And but then later I, you hear about like, oh, this is going up. You're like, oh, yeah. I feel Did like you I bought that back in the day. Let me look into it. I can't get to it. That's <laughs> kind of like me wanting to log into my MySpace account, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming with Bitcoin. I'm, I'm assuming with Bitcoin, there's not a forgot password option. To probably not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I would though. I would remember that. You know what I mean? I could take one of my shitty Target checks back then. You know, which was like 17 hours over two weeks and maybe a hundred dollars. <laughs> yes, after taxes. And just put, oh yeah. <laughs> eating seafood the first week and then eating ramen the second week right before you get paid. But that's what I would do. I mean, listen, there's a lot of inventions you can go back in time for and just kind oh, of yeah. be around for, but Bitcoin's one of the easiest ones I think where you can invest in and and really pay off. And all it is is just a quick Hey, I'm going to bounce back here. Go buy the, go spend a ton of money on it. Come back to, to 2022 and, and withdraw and you're golden. Sell, sell it. Dude. Investing in anything really like going yeah. back in Apple, or Apple, Netflix, yeah. Netflix, anything like that. Good absolutely. Could you imagine? That's a, yeah, absolutely. So Google, Bitcoin. Google, Google, <laughs> right. Yeah, there's so much, so, so much you could do. Just find Zuckerberg and be like, hey, dude, I'll give you 150 bucks for that idea. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> I mean, he's a college kid, right? Like 100, even look, 500 yeah. bucks, bro. 2,000 bucks. I'll, I'll buy give you a 30 pack of natties. <laughs> there you go, right? Or be like, I have this crazy idea. It's called the metaverse. Hear me out. Yeah, right. <laughs> 2022, you're knocking on his door like, hey, you owe me money. Remember back in the day? <laughs> we met when you were young, bro. Give me your Bitcoin account login. <laughs> Give me your Doge, dog, dog coin. Doge what coin. is it? Dogecoin. All right. So you're filthy rich. Good job, man. Sell is an NFT. Yeah. What's an NFT? What is an NFT? Can someone tell me real quick? Oh, God, dude. It's like a, it's a digital version of basically having a certificate of authenticity for something. I don't know if for I like the NFTs. metaverse. Is this, is this for the no, metaverse? Anything. Kind of anything. Oh, okay. Like there, people make digital artwork. And if you own the certificate of authenticity, you own it. Even though anybody could use it and put it on their websites, it's yours. And if you decided at some point to say, 
this is exclusive. I don't want anybody to ever use it or I'm going to sue you. Everybody has to stop using it. It's yours. Wild. Okay. Yeah. I'll probably never use that. <laughs> but thank you for feeling me. And I you're not flexing that, that power. Yeah. <sighs> right. Brian. Yeah. I, I got to go back in time and do something good for humanity. Right. Oh, you're looking different. I yeah. didn't think this way. Yeah. So what is the one of the things in most recent history that you can fix history, save the most lives? And Put Judas in a sleeper hold. I I I gotta go nice. take care of Adolf Hitler. Now <laughs> Ricky Gervais Ricky Gervais has a joke about this <laughs> where he says that a lot of people like to say if they went back in time, they would kill baby Hitler because he's going to, you know, do horrible things. Well, the problem with that is if you hold up a picture and he has a picture of Adolf Hitler from when he was a baby, he holds it up and he goes, so you're going to go back in time and you're going to kill this guy. No, what I'm going to do is go back in time and talk to the German people and make sure that he stays in prison. All I pictured that whole sequence is Brian just showing up in front of Ed, like Adolf Hitler's like office, and he's just like, "Put him up, Adolf." Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't need that. I don't need that. That's awesome. I don't Chill have to. Do that. Adolf. <laughs> You're an asshole. Wow, that's interesting, that's... dude. I didn't even think that route at all. I just thought about going back and witnessing things. Ryan's like, no, I don't want crypto or Apple or I'm going to fight Hitler. <laughs> I want to, No, he didn't say I want to fight Hitler. He says I want to kill babies. No, I didn't he wants say to that. kill a baby. That's not what I baby said. Baby Hitler. No, no you weren't listening. No, I'm just, I was kidding. You just, you said keep him in prison, but I, like, was, how do you do that? Like, how did he, he wrote, get out? What was the he, deal? He, he, when he wrote my, he wrote Mein Kampf in prison and he ran a campaign to get released from prison to become the next leader of Germany. And everyone just so, kept buying it. Why was there a baby in prison? <laughs> you've been to baby Adolf. So, but like, seriously, this dude grew, wrote the book in right. prison and got a fan base enough to start a grassroots movement to say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to start, you know what? Everybody sign, sign this here. And if you, if we get enough signatures, he comes out of prison and then he runs our country. Well, That's I don't really know how I, he got out. I don't know if it was signatures, but he, he got the backing of the Thule society. There's a whole thing. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, I see. I didn't know that. See, I feel like, I don't know if I could draft better than that. I'm trying Look to at, steal Pokemon cards and Bitcoin and he wants to save the world. Look at me learning history on drafting. Brian's drafting drafting. very good with history. Very Man, good with history. I did not know that. He's and also very good with these hands. Adolf. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't committed it to memory. It's something he he but he did. He was in prison and was released, and and within just like three years, he was the leader of Germany. I want to see Brian face off with Hitler, talking about fuck around and find out. Yeah, right. <laughs> you feel froggy? Leap, Adolf. Yeah. <laughs> I'll rap battle him. I'll rap battle him like little Dicky. Honestly, Brian, I think you could take Adolf one on one. Oh, thank you. I think so. Brian's all dressed up like Rabbit in Eight Mile. Here, hold on a second. He's got um, spaghetti on his sweater. He's going with his knee brace on. (laughs) 
That's amazing. Oh, oh geez. <laughs> here we go. Okay. That's a little bit of contradiction, Brian. <laughs> That's amazing. Brian's pulling out the German flag. Oh, <laughs> I, I do have our home represent for the fatherland. That's awesome. Uh, I can do another one that I was thinking about. I thought this one would have been taken. Uh, What's the Hitler one? No. no. <laughs> this, this next one is even more like uh, affecting Americans. Ooh, I would love to see what America would have became if John F. Kennedy got to live out his terms. Ooh, interesting. So I'm gonna go back and. That's a great do you one. think it'd be more positive? Or negative? How do you think? How do you think it would have gone down? Because think about when you when I say negative, think about the climate, the times, right? There were still a lot of people that were not feeling Kennedy at the time. A lot of the country was wrong because of he what he was. Well, what he was trying to do was scale back Vietnam and mm-hmm. he was pushing civil rights, which obviously is a good thing. I don't know. No one needs to say that. It's the most obvious <laughs> thing in the world it has been forever. Uh, the other thing that I think he would help with is just um, stabilizing America better. Interesting. Like, the foreign policy got pushed a lot more than the like civil policy, <clears throat> and that's why it took so long for the South to really grow, and it, that's why it took so long for so much of America to actually embrace moving beyond slavery. So it, it was very pivotal time in america and he was making moves but your boys the uh mafioso uh chris may have wanted it out for the the kennedys because there's a lot of people who wanted him out i was gonna say speech about the the secret society speech well there's a lot of people who wanted kennedy out yeah the cia was definitely i was gonna ask you who took so who took him out who do you think took him out lee harvey just Lee Harvey by himself, just this one guy that thought, you know what, I don't like this guy's, you know, rhetoric. I'm going to take him out. It, or are you of are you of the the idea that, I mean, a lot of people had a hand in wanting him to get him out. Yeah, it, but but when it comes down to the, the everything based off of the case, it's easier to say that it was Lee Harvey Oswald than it is for anything else. Anything else, you have to take a leap of faith. That's the only one that you have science behind it. Right. Oh, I know. I see where you're coming from, but I've seen a lot of interviews now with a lot of mafioso that talk about like, yeah, they definitely had a hand in it. Yeah. Maybe they, they convinced them to do it. He was, he it may even be possible. And, and this like is totally possible. He was trying to kill the governor that was sitting in the car with him. Ooh, interesting. And he messed up and he shot JFK instead because he actually had a list of people he wanted to kill. Yeah. And he had tried to kill a general. He had tried to kill a general like the previous year and failed. You know about you know about how his dad was mixed up with the mob back in the bootlegging days, and that's how he made his money. It's how the Kennedys made their money was bootlegging. Mm-hmm. And because yeah. of that, because of that, when his son wanted to run for presidency. He approached a lot of guys, a lot of the mob. (laughs) (laughs) He approached them and they were like, he's like, look, can you guys help me out here? And they said, look, we'll help you out. But your other son, Bobby, he's too much trying to come after us. Get him to lay off and we'll help you out. And he, they promised it. 
JFK got in, but then JFK made his his brother like the head of going after the mob. He was and that's the, how they were he, like he was the attorney general. Yeah, and that's where they were like, you know what? Nah, they double crossed us, take him out. So what said, I changed my mind, I want to kill Ken. <laughs> <laughs> take him out. Put him that's off. awesome, dude. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> Interesting. So the way that I would keep it from happening is I don't know. Just go with a pair of handcuffs and you know go to that whatever book. What if you went there, dude? You were up there. No one's there. Like, what would you do? Like, you walked into the room. You're like, oh crap! (laughs) I guess I get to keep trying to do it, right? Do I get to keep trying to do it? Oh, successful. Yeah, (laughs) you get to respawn back to a certain point and keep trying until you save his life. (sighs) Boom! That's what I'll do. Isn't that the Stephen King movie? Isn't that the show or whatever it was? Uh, uh, November 1963. Wasn't that the deal? He had to try to save his life. He kept trying over and over. Yeah, I never watched it. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Well, follow that up. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I know if I follow that up. I don't know if I can. I'm a um, bummer. I'm sorry. Dude. No, it's cool. It's actually really cool that you want to be that brave and stuff. I respect it. Um, oh, what's the I was going to follow up with a person. I'll die. <laughs> I mean, no, let's fucking out. Just kill JFK. <laughs> that should be the title of the episode. Um, no, I think for me, it's a person. It's definitely a personal one. So um, for those who don't know, like wrestling was like a big thing in high school for me. And I always wish that I had more time with it. So I would like to go back to my freshman year of high school in 2005 and go back there with my knowledge of the sport now back in my younger body basically all the knowledge that i accrued over time go back in time and just kind of go go with that you know see how my career ended up you know would turn out college some of my other big time goals whatever it may be um i would definitely to 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 see how that would unfold so it's a little personal one for me wrestling meant a lot to me in high school and i again i I always wish I had more time and I always look back. I, I always have what ifs when it comes to it. Like, what if I, oh man, what if I knew how to do this back then? And, and so and so. So, yeah. I love that. Thank you. I feel like that's a lot of us, though, too, right? Wouldn't you like to just go back to when you were younger? When Bill With any experience. Matter, when, when like real life didn't matter. We're so yeah. When you're young, we're so trying. We're we're so busy trying to get older. We're like, yeah. oh, I can't wait to wear this, and you don't realize that when you get there, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Let me go back. This is not cool. This is not as fun as I thought it would be. Uh dude, hundred percent. I think about that all the time. Even with any, like, even you know, within the knowledge category of wrestling, yeah. all this stuff, right? But what we know, what like to know, what we know now about podcasting and work and money management and and all that stuff man just to go back in time to just right before and just have that knowledge and have that that just that advantage for anything man it would be a huge huge difference maker so now for you is this like the going back and getting the sports almanac if you had all the knowledge in wrestling that you have now and put it in your brain as a kid, you're just dominating everything. And all of a sudden Matt Johnson's like the top of everything in Western New York and even maybe the nation. Yeah. That's, <laughs> all that's of a sudden where it's it's like, you're the dude, right? Like you're, you're Kurt angle wrestling with a broken <laughs> F and neck. That's 
legitimately what I feel, how I feel about it, man. Just having a competitive advantage and just being just better at it, better opportunities in college and, and more accolades. And, you know, who knows how my life would shaped up if I uh, didn't spend more time in that. Cause I wouldn't be talking to you right now. That's probably true. That's probably true. You you never know, right? It could have just been a different way. You don't know the butterfly (laughs) effect, right? Yeah, I probably right. would have never gotten a pro wrestling. So I would have never met our former mutual friend and that led us, it led me to you. So it's entirely, it's weird. It's, it's possible. Ryan, were you going to do the same? Were you going to do wrestling? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, we've wrestled in gym class before. I'm bad at it. Um, <laughs> no, I couldn't do that. And I just I wouldn't I wouldn't look good in the fit either. Like I'm just not built for that. <laughs> but um, is it my is it my turn? Yep, it yep. is. Yeah, I'm also going to do a personal one. Uh, I want to go back to like early two thousands, like two thousand four to eight, maybe nine. Uh, me and my family, we would go. Uh, my parents had a seasonal campsite. In the southern tier, and you guys want to say, Matt? No, I'm listening. Okay, okay, um, yeah, and we just we just go um, camping every weekend, and it was always like good quality time, and that's just something that we don't really get a lot of anymore. Like I'm like two thousand or so miles away from my family, and I don't know. That's just like stuff when you're younger, you kind of take for granted, you know. A hundred percent. I think that's what I like to go back and do when we were all like together. Um, like all of us, me, my sister, my mom and dad. So, yeah, I could, I think every one of us can relate to that. You know, those memories that, yeah, you know, uh, people that aren't here anymore and and stuff like that. If you go to extended family. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're trying so hard to grow up, you know, be to be an adult again, going back to what Chris said, being an adult, pushing people away in a sense. And man, you don't realize how much you miss until it's gone. So wholeheartedly agree with that one. I love that choice. And there's something about looking back on those days, right? Like there really is kind of a golden haze to it in memory. And so every, everything feels kind of, I don't know, like more enriched or, or like, I get that dude. I totally get that. I wish I would have put more personal things. Like for me, I was like, this is all going to be historical things. I want to go back and look at or see, you know what I mean? But like, God, you're not kidding, man. There's so many moments in life. I'd love to go back to, um, and just experience again, but with a better lens, right? Like the lens that we have now knowing and being, being able to be in that moment and appreciate it for what it was, because when you're younger, you're just living, you're just doing your thing. And you're not really sitting down and thinking to yourself, I really should try to remember this because this is going to be important. You know what I mean? You just don't not until later. It's kind of crazy too. Cause like, as you get older, you start to realize like, Oh, like if you're having a good time, it's always in the back. Like for me, at least it's always in the back. You're like, okay, this is going to come to an end at some point. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, well, shit. Well, even like, yeah, a hundred percent. Like even like a last moment with like a, like a gone, like relative or friend, like, you know, we always say, you never know when the last time you're going to hang out with somebody is, or you're going to see somebody. And until it happens, you know, to just really just kind of go back and, and hold on in that moment a little bit more and, and try your best to extend it. So that's it's deep, but it's it's 100 percent truth, man. There's a yeah. lot of moments and memories that I wish I could have back. I can assure you with that. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, that's a good one. 
Sweet. Who's up, me? Yep. Yes, sir. You get two in a row. Oh God! Like no I said, these are just, these are just, last two. these are just historical ones. Uh, one of these is kind of fun. So imagine being out west. Okay, imagine being in New Mexico, out in the desert, on a ranch, 1947, at night, watching what looks like maybe a shooting star coming out of the sky, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and all of a sudden, we have our first reported crash landing of a UFO in United States history. Roswell, New Mexico. Dude, imagine being there, right, and seeing this. And everybody knows the story. Like, this went down. This rancher went out and grabbed all these debris and talked about that, you know, this is happening. They called the, they, they called literally the, the, the United States military. Air Force came in, got a bunch of stuff, did interviews with newspapers, and newspapers printed articles. The first, you know, UFO uh, or flying saucer crash landing, alien bodies. They printed these articles because of the interviews that the United States Air Force gave in that moment. And then a couple days later, they're like, oh, no, we made a mistake. It's just a weather balloon. Just a weather balloon, guys. That's that's a guy. You know, all those pictures you saw of him holding all this stuff. Yeah, let's replace them with this guy holding tinfoil. That's all it is. Weather balloon. Come on, man. We know what happened, <laughs> but imagine being there, dude. Imagine watching that go down, watching that happen. I would love to go and see if it was real, right? I would yeah. love to be there to see, did this really happen? So if I had a time machine going to 1947, Roswell, New Mexico. Love it. I love that. I know you're big into the, like, just the occult stuff. Obviously, cheap plug. Chris is one of the hosts of History Creeps. And, um, you know, our, our pretty much our flagship show here on the network, but yeah, that would be a cool one. That's a pinnacle in, in UFOlogy. You know, there's conventions and stuff all the time out that way, if I'm not mistaken, because yeah. of that. So to, to be, to be able to go back and say, yeah, it was, it's the real deal. That'd be pretty damn cool. The entire town, that's part of their identity. Like, uh, my wife went through a road trip and went through there and she told me like, you go there and you just see like, there's like little alien heads all over everything, right? Everywhere there's alien yeah. everything. Like like quickie marts are called like the alien quickie mart, or you know what I mean? UFO, this and that. Like it's it's just that's part of their identity. Make a lot of money off that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's called Roswell because that was the closest town. Town like radio it had a radio station. I think that was our police station. One of the two. Yeah. Um, it. What town did it was it actually a in? ranch right outside of? I don't remember the name of the town, Los but Alamos. it's like at this ranch just out right out, yeah, Los Alamos, right out there in the in the like literally the desert, right? Like, yep, I don't know what kind of ranch you're gonna have in the <laughs> no, desert, right. but that's what's happening. <laughs> and, um, and like this was before meth, so and, <laughs> and there's stories that you know a lot of the witnesses saw the military come in, they saw people them pulling bodies out of the wreckage. Like the, there's all of these different, you know, wild stories and you don't know what's true and what's not, but man, just to be able to go back and see it and witness it just to say, I saw it with my own eyes. I could see that this happened or it didn't. Right. Like they said they're pulling bodies out. Yeah. But it was a weather balloon. Well, it was later, later the military said it was a weather balloon, but before that 
they said it was a UFO. It was a flying saucer and witnesses saw like all these people that gathered while the military is here trying to clean up the wreckage there. People are talking about how they saw them pull these tiny bodies from these, the, the wreckage, like, and they knew it was not from earth that these were Dude, creatures, they're aliens, not from earth. They're aliens. Yeah. So that's, that's what I would go. 1947 Roswell. New the Bay. fact there's people that walk among us and think that there's not other life on other planets is blows my mind. Isn't it insane? Absolutely insane. It blows my mind. It blows yeah. my mind. How small we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Specs. Specs. Blows my uh mind. so I finish it up, right? I run yes, it. Sir, you're number out. five. Yep. Uh well this is my number one actually. I was going oh, technically yeah. So my number one um anybody that knows me knows how much I love music. And especially this band was very formative. My parents introduced me to this band and to be there for their very last performance ever would have been amazing. So I'm talking about January 30th, 1969, the rooftop performance when the Beatles played for the last time together live ever. And basically what they were doing was rehearsing and trying to put on a performance for this documentary they were doing. So they literally sit up there for a few hours playing like six or seven songs over and over the different versions of it. But when they decide we're going to kick it off, they do it and nobody's ready for it. All of a sudden there's this music coming off of rooftops in England at lunchtime. There's a rush hour happening and people are stopping going. I recognize these voices and this crowd just kind of gathers around. And up, uh, you know, on top of the roof is the Beatles just working out these songs that is going to come out in an album. And no one knows this is the last time they're ever all going to play together live again. And what ends up stopping them? The police. Cops are like, yeah, you guys are creating havoc right now. You can't do this. Shut it down. They're pulling plugs, right? But whoever knew that, whoever that Lori was that pulled that blast plug, like you were the guy that said, you guys will never play again live and no one will ever hear <laughs> that. That was you. But how awesome would it have been to be there? Yeah. It's funny. It's funny that you chose that because I don't know if you can see, but that's oh, yeah? literally what's nice. going to be my next pick. I just had to make sure I had the date oh. right. Great, the great grab. There you go, great grab. Yeah, I, that's was definitely one of the. If, I was trying to think of like genres and music was definitely one I thought of. Like, what musical event do I want to see? And obviously, Woodstock was easy. But then I was like, man, to see the last performance of the Beatles ever, and it's yeah. a, an impromptu just. But to know that it's coming and and to know their whole catalog and and to know these songs, you know, word for word, note for note, and. Yeah be there for the the last renditions of them was awesome. Yeah, man. I'm mad now. <laughs> I, I should have, I should have not saved JFK. Should have, should have saved the Beatles. They had to break up though. The whole thing with Yoko Ono broke up the Beatles. Any narrative of that? I think, I think it was Paul that said it, but one of definitely said like, like it had to be, you just, all relationships, you know, have their breaking point and we had to, we had to end. It was easy for fans and the media to say Yoko, but there was a lot more happening there. Um, There was the whole new thing that they put out on Disney plus, right? The reworking of the original, let it be documentary. Uh, Peter Jackson took all the footage they had and remade it to show like 
So back then when they put out that Let It Be documentary, people watched it and saw the fighting and the Yoko Ono thing because of the way it was edited. But Peter Jackson just put out this thing on on Disney Plus, and if nobody's seen it, they really should. It's um, it's like six or seven, eight hours, something like that, three parts. But it's all the footage that was taken during that time, and he remastered it and just showed everything that happened with alternate, so that it wasn't the same thing you saw on the other documentary. And everybody's just like, whoa, this is a totally different experience because the old documentary made it feel like they were all falling apart and fighting. And this one doesn't show that, though there are contentious moments. This shows a band that's really trying to come together and be creative and put together music. And um, you just kind of see how musically they're kind of going in different directions. So it's more of a natural kind of breakup than what, you know, the original narrative was. I'll definitely check it out. I do, I do have to watch it still. Oh, it's great. It's I really love the, good. the Beatles, what they meant to music, man. All right. Ryan, your final pick. I'm going to keep this one a little light. Um, this was inspired by a TikTok I've seen. <laughs> Going around. Um, I want to go back to the early 1600s. And I want to give a pilgrim a warhead. <laughs> and I want to see the reaction. Oh my God. The first That's amazing. Warhead. And just watch him cough up a storm. <laughs> or her. That's amazing. They're female pilgrims? Yeah. Yeah. Him or her. What? what? <laughs> They're called pilgrims. Or they're female pilgrims. Grims and pilgrims. Well, they were out there on the seven seas on the Mayflower searching for land. I don't know. Nice. But yeah, I, w- I want to give them p- specifically a blue raspberry one because those ones just hit. Like they hurt. And like there's no like they have no idea what's coming. Yeah. Like, they Like there wasn't candy in the 1600s, was there? No way. They're eating like berries and sticks. I would. Something <laughs> with this much flavor. I would I would eat those until like the sourness was gone and and then grab another one and do the same thing until I had like four or five in my mouth. When they turn sweet, that's one of the best. Uh, you got to get past that torture first. I love oh, I yeah, love torture. the sour part though. How? Why? I don't know. <laughs> He's a was, was it was masochist, the... right? The per the person that likes the the pain, masochist. Yeah. yeah. yeah what are you, you freak? It's like a reward when you get to the sweet part. You earned it. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to give a pilgrim an airhead. Or yeah. airhead. No. <laughs> I want to give him a warhead. He I legit die. thought you meant, like, some kind of, like, military weapon warhead. <laughs> no, like the candy. The candy. And, uh, candy. Nice. Yeah. So, now, the actual TikTok that inspired this was going back and giving them um, a sip of McDonald's Sprite. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> the McDonald's Sprite is, like, I don't know, it's different. I don't know. <laughs> but right. better. that's a good one i like that all right my final pick mm-hmm. i'm going back to the year 2012 okay you thought the world was gonna end no not oh, quite okay. it eventually would end my life um the colts indianapolis colts uh <laughs> owner jim ursay hired a man by the name of ryan grigson 
who failed to put an offensive line around the potentially greatest quarterback of all time, Andrew Luck. I would tell Jim Mersey that don't do it. Andrew Luck is worth it, it's not worth it. All right. Andrew Luck needs to be protected. He needs an offensive line around him so he can be the quarterback of the future that we all expect him to be and win us a bunch of Super Bowls. All right. If I can avert this crisis, there's no Carson Wentz. All right. There's no, I mean, it'd be sad not having Phillip Rivers, you know, no doubt. We all know how that goes, but I'd have Andrew Luck. All right. And he'd be the best quarterback in the National Football League today. So uh, that's what, that's where I'm going back to save Andrew Luck's career, get an offensive line around him. And he's the best quarterback in the NFL. So that's my final, final request. Thank you. Well, I appreciate the thought, but he can't hold, hold Joe Burrow's jockstrap. So. No, nope. who knows? I mean, if he wasn't hurt, I mean, we, <laughs> you know, we I thought know. you were going to come at me harder than that. No, I thought you were going to do a Josh Allen reference. I was going to have to be like, all right, I'm out of this call. That's cool. No, I can't do that. I can't do that when I have this lovely gift from you right behind me. That's true. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, the last pick of the draft is owned by me. And uh, I haven't done anything as far as like what you guys are doing, like going back and experiencing something that you experienced previously in your life. And that seems something like I'd want to do. Um, You're going to save Jesus, aren't you? No, no, I want nothing to do with that. Uh, <laughs> I'll leave that be. Uh I think I need to go back in time to when I was playing football for the last time and explain to myself very softly that you suck at football. You always sucked at football, but don't let it discourage you. Cause for a long time, I'm going to admit this, that, I after I couldn't play it, I pushed off my love, and even even affected the bills a little bit. Plus, them sucking helped, and I kept pushing it off. And it isn't until being introduced to you know my my buddy Ryan there and my buddy Matt and Chris, our fandom of bills is shared. Um, I, I think that I need to go back in time and just prepare myself for something even better that I thought I lost way back when, and I'm glad I have it back. That's what I'm going back for. I think you should go back and beat up Rob Ray for calling you fat. I was <laughs> <laughs> Beat up Hitler, Jay, and then Rob Ray. I'm so glad you said that because I was thinking about it. I should go back and kick my own ass for not being inspired by Rob Ray to go lose some extra pounds. So is that why you hate the Sabres? Mm, I don't enjoy the Fire. Sabres because they're hard to enjoy. <laughs> kind of like the Bills were. So when the Sabres are good again, you're going to watch like <laughs> the Bills? Not That's never going to be the same. Mm. It's okay. a Rob Ray. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Yep. <laughs> he is a dick. Uh, who is not I a dick is, is... Yeah, okay. Fine. I changed my last pick instead of 
uh, what I said to I yeah, suck it, Rob Ray. Giving Rob Ray the finger. Yeah. <laughs> punch him right in his face right when he said it but the adult you comes out of nowhere from the past or the future and punches him in the face and then pull pull your shirt off and then pull his shirt off like he's yeah to i mean i could throw pull him over the box over. I, I was in a box when i met him so nice anyways uh that's the end of the draft um i could have recap it because there's a a lot of very specific things in there (laughs) that I wouldn't quite articulate I'm sure Uh, instead what I will do is thank Chris Chavez and give Chris the uh, moment here to let the fine folks know where to find all his stuff and exactly what he's got going on because I know you keep yourself quite busy good lord I don't know if we have time, but yeah, you know what? Go to BICVP-radio.com. Check out all the shows on there. And I'm sure if you do check them all out, you'll find me on some of them. I have a bunch on the network. Um, You know, History Creeps, Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop, Vinyl Divers. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff out. Vinyl Divers, that's Anthony's show. Yeah, but you've been on it before, right? Yeah, I've been on it. Um, You know, but go check out the shows because that's where it's all at. And um. Yeah, man, I love this show. This is fun, man. I'll come back anytime you guys want. I, I really enjoy doing this. This is great. We should definitely do a part two with Chris. Okay. I would like that. We should draft um, ex-famous people that we want to beat up. <laughs> oh, that could be cool. I'm all in on that. Jim Kelly. I'll Jim Kelly, in. number one. Chris, what are you doing in two weeks? Because I don't think I can wait to do this one. (laughs) I mean, I'll make myself free. Just let me know. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again for coming on. Uh, Excellent, as always. Uh, A lot of fun today, boys. And um, you know what? Why don't we all just uh, enjoy our beers? Mm -hmm.